Hello there, I'm Alex Majorana. And I'm Sydney Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. Today we talk to Kaylee, a rock artist in Louisiana. After rediscovering a love for painting, she has been able to use her new passion as a creative outlet. Her knack for writing led to a creative spark inspiring her first single, Lies. Having been discouraged from music at a young age, she has developed a new perspective, putting her own opinions first. We can expect to see more interesting visuals and a new single titled Leper Dead this September. Without further ado, Lies by Kate.
All right. Um, Kaylee, thank you so much for being on with us today. It's great to have you. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. So the first thing that you told us a little bit about was a recent interest in painting. So tell us how you kind of stumbled upon that and what you've been doing there. Yeah. So at the beginning of this year, um, I had a lot of mental health issues that I was kind of working through. And so I picked up different hobbies that were, you know, other than social media, which can just really mess your brain up. So I started writing a lot and then um, I picked up painting after I just, I remembered when I was a kid, I used to love to draw and I used to love to like be really artsy. So um, I started like getting little like $5 um, acrylic paint sets from like Hobby Lobby at the beginning of this year. And then it turned into like a hobby that I actually like to do. So like some days um, on like the weekends, I'll go out to like um, the different parks nearby and I'll just like sit out all day and just like paint and like have time for myself. And it's just turned into like a really therapeutic thing for me to like take my mind off things. Now, are you painting like scenery? Are you doing like those still life kind of paintings? What's your like go-to? I, the last few ones have been like Nightmare Before Christmas inspired, oddly enough. So um, I do like little fun characters and I like to be super colorful with things. So um, and sometimes I'll pull up like a reference photo of just like something I'm like thinking about that day or um, just more like fun things. Do you have any particular um, like favorite that you have done up until this point? I would say I did this um, pink skull recently and on the side of the skull, it was like a really like colorful, like mosaic butterfly. And butterflies are super meaningful to me. I have butterfly earrings on right now. And uh, I have a butterfly tattoo on the back of my arm. And I really love the quote, happiness is a butterfly. Because when you try to run and catch a butterfly, it always goes away from you. But if you just stand still and let it come to you, it always wants to stay. Just like, you know, the feeling of happiness. So I really like butterflies. And I want to try and paint more butterflies soon because they're just, they're gorgeous. Well, you answered my next question, which was going to be, what do you intend to paint next? (laughs) But I think your butterflies is probably high on the list then. Yes, definitely. So outside of um, painting, is there anything else that you have done for like a longer amount of time that you do outside of music? Like, is there anything in particular that you kind of enjoy doing or are excel at? perhaps? Yeah, well, I love to write. And ever since I was really young, I used to write different like stories on my laptops and like create different books and like create whole worlds around just like poems or like different um, aspects of writing. And I always loved English and like reading growing up. I was like a big book nerd as a kid. And um Still, whenever I'm like on my phone going through my notes, I always have an open running tab of just like little quotes that I like or I think of or like little um, rhymes that I think of just in case I want to put something in a song or but every night I try to open my journal because I keep a journal and I try to do it weekly at least. But I like to write, you know, how I was feeling that day and 
um, keep track of like my mood and see how things change so that I can look back on it, you know, in a few months from now and just see where I'm at. And I like to just like throw in on running sentences and just like write down everything I can. So I've always been writing. I've always loved it. So did you have a story or maybe a series of stories that kind of sparked this passion for writing and uh, being involved in it? Um, as a kid, I just used to make up my own worlds. But whenever I first started wanting to pursue music at the beginning of this year, I ended up just taking a long time to reflect on like what was really important to me or like really different um experiences that I went through that like kind of shaped me as a person and um my first song was just based on like a poem that I started writing about my relationship with my dad as a kid and me and him don't have the best relationship so one night it was really weighing heavy on my mind so I just opened my notebook and I just started writing and it just turned into rhymes and then I was like you know singing like a melody in my head and I was like god I just I think I just wrote a song so then that turned into my first single lies. And after that, it just came to me in like five minutes. So I was like, I feel like this is really important stuff. Like I might have to put this out. So that kind of like sparked writing in a way, like sparked me wanting to pursue music. So always, I would say I'm first most a writer. So is that how um, your music as of right now normally goes? Is it normally just that quick, you know, five minutes, get it out? Or are you now taking a little bit more time, like digesting the ideas and stuff like that? Yeah, it's it's definitely that that first song came to me so quickly. I feel like probably because it was the most important message I could put into a song just because of how personal it is to me and like... Um, how, you know, relative the lyrics can be to a lot of people, I hope. Um, and the songs that I've written since then, I like to have a theme in mind when I'm going into writing. So sometimes I curate that over like a week or two. Sometimes I like, you know, just say, okay, tonight I'm going to work like 30 minutes on this song. And then by like five days from now, I'll have it finished if I just do it in different increments. But um, it's always just really natural once I get in the zone. And it's always really therapeutic, no matter what I'm writing about for music. So I know you said Lies is your first song that you wrote and released, right? But we know you've been doing music for quite a while. Um, you, we know you were doing some covers uh, something like 11 years ago. Right. So tell us a little bit about how you got your start musically, uh, maybe in that aspect. Oh, my goodness. OK, so I remember I got like a little camcorder like back in the early 2000s. And I remember even on like home videos when I was like three or four, my little my favorite movie as a kid was Little Mermaid. And I would always used to sing the Little Mermaid around the house. And I remember seeing like videos and home videos of me just like look at this stuff isn't it neat just like in the home video camera and so I've always been singing and um once I got to be about like eight or nine 
I was homeschooled as a kid, so I didn't have many friends. I didn't have many things to do. So I really liked, I was into music that early on. So my mom ended up like filming a few different like videos of me singing on this awful camera quality. And we decided to put them up on YouTube just for like friends and family to see. And once they started getting like a few views, we were like, okay, this might be fun. And like people are watching. So, um, but yeah, I, it was just for fun and it was not about, you know, like I was a kid. So of course, like it wasn't about, I wanted other people's opinions or anything, but when you're a kid, you're so receptive to like, when you have access to the internet and you see like, you know, I'm sure a lot of those, they have like the same like to dislike ratio, like it's half and half. And then when you're a kid, you're like, oh man, people probably, they think I'm bad. So that kind of turned me off for music for a while after seeing like how harsh people can be when you look at other people's opinions on something that you really, really love doing. And um, so yeah, 11 years ago, I was, I was just trying to, I was just trying to sing, you know, and then people, people can just be haters sometimes. But nowadays I, I recently posted like a few covers on my YouTube, like this past year and I was just like, you know what, if I'm going to pursue music professionally, I just have to care about my own opinion. And that's what I've been doing. And that makes me happy. And I don't want to look at the comments anymore. So how about that? So I just do it for fun now. And, um, and I just learned to, you know, think of my own opinion before everybody else's. <laughs> So is that something you think of when you're writing as well, when you're, cause I know you post um, covers on YouTube, but when you're writing your own original music, are you also thinking about, you know, that kind of aspect of writing it for yourself first? Definitely. I'd say that like most of all of the songs I've written are based on just personal experiences that I've been through. And, you know, the best writers make it feel like their experiences are your experiences. So I'm, trying to have that aspect of like generalization to a point where if you read it there's like a secret message for anyone listening or hearing the lyrics because I want to make other people feel like they're not alone because you know you you hear a song and you can make it your own and that's going to be your favorite song but all of the all of the songs I've written the lyrics are super personal to me also so I just want to ask about then um, there was this big gap of time that you were not doing music for a while. Um, when did you learn to do some of the more um, like production stuff? Like, did you learn instruments over the course of this many years? Did you learn anything on that side or are we still singing and writing? And that's the primary yeah, so after I quit posting covers on YouTube like 11 years ago, I just basically gave up music as a whole. And I didn't, like all throughout, I've, I went to public school and all that stuff and I never was in like choir. I was never like actively pursuing music in like a public space or anything where anybody knew me as like a singer or anything like that. And um, it was always in the back of my mind, like, oh, I remember the days when I used to like, sing and post covers on YouTube and it but it was always just like no that's that's just that's just a kid thing so after high school I 
went to college for a bit and I had no idea what I wanted to do in life. And um, I just finished out my first year and decided to take a break. And um, that was really influenced by me wanting to try out music again. Um, but I, I wasn't, I've never known how to, you know, I, I don't know music theory. I don't know like how to read sheet music or anything. I'm not, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Who needs it? You're fine. Who needs it? Who needs it? If you got ears, you can listen to music, you can play it, you know, it's fine. Um, but that was like, you know, nowadays people are just playing by ear. And um, that's what I started doing, like with my piano and I would post like different covers on TikTok too and stuff. And um, it was just like this thing, like I'm in college. I don't know what I want to do. I don't have anything else to lose. So why not? pursue a dream that I've been pushing away from me for so long. So once I had that mindset and I took in that thought of like, nobody's opinion matters, but my own, then I realized, you know, maybe I have a good chance here to try and pursue something that I've always loved to do. So what was that first step, you know, mentioning that you're not like classically, you know, quote unquote, classically trained in that of um, like reading, being able to read music. So what was that first step for you as an artist to start creating music? I just started looking on YouTube for different karaoke's again, like I was doing when I was a little girl. And I started researching YouTube videos on how to um, free uh, engineering softwares that I can download and like I started going on Amazon and looking up cheap microphone equipment, cheap uh, USB plugins for your computer, for headphones and stuff. And um, I put out like a cover, like the first cover I put out in like 11 years of like a Noah Cyrus song that I just like sang into my $25 Amazon microphone and like just recorded on like my free engineering software. And um you know, it doesn't sound the best quality. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> it was like the first time I really had fun with music again and felt like I had control of something that has gotten away from me for so long. So doesn't have to be, you know, if you just like to do it, that's how I started. So like, if I just like to do it, you know, I'll get help along the way. Like I'll find, I'll find ways to make it work, but that's originally how it started. So how would you say, I know it's not like very long at this point in time, but how would you say that you have kind of evolved over the course of your creating music in this past like year or two? Well, it's so it's, it's just weird because now sometimes I get days where I'm like, oh man, there's still so much left I have to do until like, I'm so satisfied with myself or I can like say I'm like successful. And then I look back like six months from now and I'm like, wow, I would have wished for any of this to happen to me. Like when I was like first starting out, like luckily I've um, found a really great production and like engineering team that I can really rely on and who are really, really great. And when I was first starting putting out covers, it was like, okay, that's just a dream. I'm just going to put out covers just because I like to sing. Like, I didn't really even have intentions of putting out my own stuff. Um, but now I have, like, people I can rely on to help me make my music and, you know, put it out. 
And um, I've curated, you know, as intimate as it may be, a small like fan base of just people who I connect with and who connect with me. And like, we can talk to each other about music all day long. And, you know, when I was first starting, I was like, to be friends with somebody or like anybody who likes similar music as I do, or even, you know, to dream of like anybody liking my own music and wanting to be friends with me. Like that's, that's crazy. So it's just like seeing little progress like that. It's really rewarding when you take it in as like um, in retrospect. So speaking of progress and, you know, progress in writing, your most recent release is Helen Back. So tell us about that song, the writing process of it, and um, what it was like when people, you know, heard it for the first time. So Helen Back, um, my producer and I, we did a co-write. We really wanted it to be just like a slamming feminist anthem that, you know, you can scream to. And, um, and we really, we we wrote it, it started out just as like little, little like um, lines that we thought were empowering and we just built it on top of that as just, um, we were really heavily inspired by Halsey's Nightmare and just the idea of like, you know, women don't just have to be small and we don't have to, you know, we can take up space just as much as men and we can be respected. And so that's the message we really wanted to get across with that. And um, it was my first shot at like a kind of po politically driven record, but um, I think that it was definitely a risk to take just because, you know, I'm young and like people might think, oh, she's just trying to be trendy or like hop on, you know, the bandwagon of stuff. But um, to make a statement like that, I feel like should be respected by, you know, anyone at any age. And if I saw somebody my age doing that, I would be like, she's got it going on, you know, she knows what's going on. So um, I just really wanted to empower other, you know, listeners who are maybe like me, who are kind of tired of living in a patriarchal system. And, um, you know, the response is just like, as perfect as I could have imagined it have been, because I'm getting messages like, this is the best rager anthem I've ever listened to. Or like, I just want to scream to this all day. I get so pumped up when I listen to this and I'm like, yeah, me too. And um, I really wanted to have that like gritty vocal just because like, you know, any anthem, like any, any anthem you want to scream to. And like, I wanted to get that across to the listener too. Like scream along with me like this is a song that you can just shout out your guts to and you don't have to say sorry so it's definitely definitely heavy hitting <laughs> so you have these these um like very heavy kind of themes and topics in your music how did you sort of get involved in particular with Helen Back how did you sort of get involved and how did you uh come to where you were um like about the um, representation in music and like the feminism and things of that nature? Well, especially in rock, in the rock genre, a lot of women aren't respected. And it's because a lot of women who don't succeed in the rock genre usually just go to genres they'd be, you know, more accepted in like pop or country. So fans often, you know, dismiss any woman who would try to 
make it in the metal or rock genre, let alone like a teenager. So the fact that we live in a society that has been open-minded enough to, um, you know, the punk revival and like the rock revival of the past year or two or three is insane. But um, I feel like the last female fronted um, alternative group that anyone cared about was Paramore. And honestly, they peaked a while ago. So and they're my favorite, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, but I really wanted to get my point across to anybody who would want to listen that, you know, Haley Williams started out when she was so young, like 14, 15. And, um, you know, compared to all the people in her, in her scene, she was probably seen as like, uh, she was probably dismissed and, you know, not taken as seriously once she started out, but once she started using her voice and people started taking her seriously, she became like a household name. So I just, to make an impact like that, you have to make risks and, um, you know, you can't always go down the beaten path. So I just, I really wanted to get the narrative across that women don't just have to follow the beaten path and in, in music or necessarily in whatever they do. Cause you know, it's not, it's not so often you see a teenage girl with blonde hair, blue eyes trying to go into metal. So I, I just think that would empower somebody like me, you know, a year ago. And I hope, you know, anyone listening that it empowers them the same. Do you see yourself writing more of these, you know, empowering like anthem kind of songs in the future? I do. Um, at the same time, I feel like all my favorite artists catalogs have a variety of um, different lyrical themes and different uh, influences. So definitely in the next few releases, I want to show that I'm capable of having a variety of different influences in my own music, but my heart really lies in the rock genre and I've always loved rock. So I definitely will be um, making more rock records in the future. So I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but could you tell us a little bit more about like the process uh, for your like writing in particular? Is it theme, lyrics, music, or is it kind of together? Like how do you go about like writing a song? So sometimes like with lies, the melody, the lyrics, they all just came to me and I voice memoed it. And I was, once I found my producer that I work with, I sent it to him as like a demo with me, like playing on my little piano. And he, you know, he was my instrumentalist for everything. And he arranged everything to make the instrumental for me. Um, but other times I'll just have like, um, like a really, like I'll send him a few songs that I, that I really want to like, have a song inspired by or I'll, I'll send him like a few moods. I'm like, I really want to have like a, um, a jazzy, but like pop song with like a lot of bass and like, we can, we can play around with that. And, um, but <laughs> it's, it's always like, he gets the instrumental for me and like, I go over and I work with him. His name's Jordan, but, um, me and Jordan, we always have like hours upon hours, just like working on like the different, um, you know, influences and like 
the different instruments on the track and we'll just be going back and forth and sometimes he's like why don't you just produce your own stuff you think you can do it so good but like you know i just want everything to be correct and i want everything to be modified to my liking so you know you just gotta take a long time with it sometimes but um i usually just start off uh and then sometimes you know i've had a few songs other than lies that i have a melody for and like voice memo and then i send it to him to make you know and it's, so it's just like it changes up like if i if i want him to make an instrumental for me but i always write the lyrics and i always want to have control of um the top line and everything and um i really like do not want other people to write my own you know entire song lyrics for me i really don't like that but um with music i really trust my producer for the whole instrumental and everything so you talked about um musical influences that um during your writing process um things that you'd like to influence a song around uh whether it be sound or so who are some of those influences that you see yourself either going back to or you know pulling some of that inspiration from well i've always been inspired by the greats like um joan jett I love her. I love her so much. And like, once I started liking her, I started watching like different biographies and like little, um, you know, her, her story and just like the path that she's paved for women in rock is insane. So I just respect her so much. And, you know, she was like the first woman on stage with a guitar that was, you know, driven to make it accepted by people. Um, I love her. I love Pat Benatar. I love Blondie. I also love, you know, classic rock bands. I love Kiss. Kiss is my all-time favorite. And um, I love Aerosmith. Um, but um, a newer, like, female-fronted rock band that I really love is The Pretty Reckless. So Taylor Momsen is, like, a huge inspo to me. Um, I have, like, a vision board, and she's, like, all over it. <laughs> I love her. And I love Miley Cyrus also. Um, also, uh, Avril Lavigne, love her. Any any female with you know um, any any female with a edge and like grittiness to them, they're bomb. Okay. So when you say you have a vision board, <laughs> it's just Taylor Momsen, right? I need you to elaborate a little Try. bit. <laughs> <laughs> I I so like I looked like um in the beginning of this year I heard that like really successful people have vision boards so I just made one of like all my influences and I put like pictures of people that I really admire on there or like different phrases that I like so I have like some pictures of like Taylor Momsen and Halsey and Joan Jett and I don't know if it's just because they're cute and they're like good to look at or like if I just really you know really heavily influenced by them when I wake up in the morning, you know. Eh, it's... Why not both? <laughs> Alex, do you yeah. not have a vision board? I have a vision board. I think you, you need to make... what? Yeah, of just different cool quotes and like, I always had a dream of like moving to New York. So there's pictures of like the city and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's all just like manifesting Manifest kind of stuff. It. Yeah. You need to I get on that. I don't think I have room on my walls, but... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so backtracking a little bit, uh, there was something that you said a little bit earlier that I think was interesting, and it was that you said butterflies are very important to you, 
And if you wouldn't mind elaborating a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I love the Lana Del Rey song, Happiness is a Butterfly. And it's such a beautiful quote because I feel like, you know, happiness, everyone's always chasing it. And, you know, they're doing the most trying to, you know, get happiness and trying to, you know, make it stay. But if we just, if we just sit, and let it come to us. It's so much more meaningful than just trying to chase happiness all the time and to try and chase a high when you can just sit back and just enjoy the ride and just like a butterfly. And it's so pretty. You don't want to hurt it. You don't want to let it, you know, it's it's supposed to be free. So I feel like it's a lot of similarities between the two. Have you ever been to like a butterfly garden? <sighs> I live in BFE, Louisiana, so I wish they had a butterfly garden near me. I would be there all the time. Ugh. But yeah, I don't even know if there's any butterfly sanctuaries like in the 50 mile radius from where I live. So <laughs> have Damn. y'all? Have y'all? I've seen when, them. I've been in like general areas, but when never. I was younger. It was an odd experience. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. There was a lot going on. Were they like all swarming towards you? Was it like kind of beautiful or kind of scary? A little bit of both. <laughs> I feel like if I did that now, I'd probably have a greater appreciation for it. Let's say that. <laughs> so uh, one of the things we wanted to ask you about is on your YouTube, you not only have covers, but you have some of your new songs, the ones that you have written. And you have music videos for them. So tell us a little bit about how that came to be. So I like to do my own like research and I would watch a lot of 30 day single plans or like 30 day song releases. And a lot of the times they would say, just since we live in such a visual world, it's better to have, you know, a visual attached to the music just because people like to see what you look like. People like to see what's going on, you know? So and to cut budget costs, my mom's the filmographer. So we would just like, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) So I would have like these concepts and I would make her just, (laughs) she'd be like, oh, how long do we have to stand out here for? And I'm like, just two more shots, mom, please. (laughs) And we would just be like, after we would get off of work, go to like a cool spot downtown where I live and film for like 20 minutes until a few people would walk by and I would get enough stairs to be embarrassed to leave and then we would do it again the next day and then (laughs) and then um the second for Helen back I ended up editing my own video too so it was like a new experience for me I got like this free app on my iPhone and I just edited everything um but for the first one lies I had a friend she's a similar age she's my age but um she's in college a few states away but she wanted to edit it for me and so um we became friends through that and then I was like I want to try it this time so of course I put it off to the last minute I was up like the night before my song dropped just editing my video of course but uh it turned out good I think and I'm really proud of them and it's just a good way to like express what's going on in the song and I like to see music videos I like to watch music videos and um I feel like it's just a way to express more creatively of what you're trying to get across. So with the music videos, I assume you're going to continue to do them. 
should we or could we expect anything like real wild from any of the music <laughs> videos you do? I would say yes, Alex, you can. And I am confident in that because, you know, stuff's going on up here that's just too much to handle. I got to I got to do something with it. I got to film it, you know. And of course, when like I get more um you know, uh, more of a platform. I'd love to have like a professional music video shoot, but just, you know, making my way, my first, my second one, now I'm kind of learning the ropes. So hopefully the next few will just be even more crazy and more expressive. And I really, really do have fun with them. Do you think you'll edit your future? I ones? like having the control so I think I will. And to know that like I can do it because if I can do it, I'll do it. You know, I'd rather just do it myself and do it my way. So I would say, yeah, I'm definitely planning on editing the future ones. And with the future ones, <laughs> what can we expect from the music for said music videos? <laughs> So September 7th, I do have a new single dropping and um, I already have, you know, music videos in the, in the, in the process right now. And um, so there will be a video for that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm working on getting everything ready for September 7th. Uh, my new single is called Left for Dead and it's going to be, it's going to be pretty wild. And I really, really cannot wait to put it out. And I really think the visuals are going to definitely be more, um, more eye-catching. And I really like to do my own single covers, too. And so I play around with that. So, like, the first two I did myself on, like, just an editing app. But uh, for the third one, I want to have, like, me in it. Because the other first, the first two were just, like, not me and I really want the third one just because of how like crazy the concept and like visuals in my head are well, I want people to see this face so it's definitely <laughs> going to be in the third single <laughs> I think it's safe to say we are very excited to see what what's coming for that <laughs> um, with that uh, Sydney do you have any other questions for Kaylee so, Carly, where can we find you online? Where can we follow you and listen to all your music? I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, K4YLEE, -E, baby. And on Instagram, it's the same spelling, Kaylee Music. And on TikTok, it's Kaylee Music. Um, don't have a public Snapchat. I just think that's too much. It's too much. You know, I feel like it's just a little much. <laughs> But, you know, everything else, you're invited. <laughs> I feel like once Instagram stories came out, Snapchat started to yeah. disappear a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Instagram took over. But, um, yeah, Twitter, Kaylee Music, and then there's an underscore after the four and Kaylee, if you want to look that up. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> All right. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for being on with us today. It was a pleasure thank having you. Guys. It was so much fun. Thank y'all so much. <laughs> 
This has been Little Known Tracks. Thank you so much for listening. If you or a loved one want to be featured or know someone who should, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, do yourself a solid and follow us at LKT Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. See you soon. Thank you.